Wellness for Real is sponsored by Iron Flask. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you guys know how much I love Iron Flask products. Their 64 ounce wide mouth straw top water bottle is forever my number one must have for my wellness journey. It makes slaying my water goals so much easier and it makes it cute to be honest. Having a high quality BPA free 18-8 stainless steel vacuum insulated double walled water bottle ensures that my water stays cold for up to 24 hours which for me is a must. I also love their overall passion and will to better the environment and cut down on plastic use. They make bottles from 12 ounce sizes all the way up to 128 ounce sizes in so many different styles and colors. I also love that they have straw tops, flip tops, screw tops, and narrow or wide mouth bottles. They really make something for everyone's lifestyle. Beyond just water bottles, they also make amazing high quality tumblers, coffee mugs, food jars, and they offer extra accessories to almost all of their products. One of my personal favorite accessories is the paracord handle. You guys, it comes in so many cute colors to match your bottle, and it's awesome for adventures because of its built-in compass and fire starter. Iron Flask even offers a lifetime warranty against manufacturer defects and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. You really can't beat that. Their customer service is legit the best quality along with their value for price and customer satisfaction. Check them out for yourself at www.ironflask.com and use the code wellness10 to save 10% on your purchase. And remember, you got this. You guys, All we right. caught one of our unicorns. Today <laughs> we have the founder of I Am Worthy Wellness, Jasmine Parent. How are you today, Jasmine? I'm amazing. A little bit tired today, but I took a full rest day. So I'm actually feeling nice and recharged, re-energized for this call. Yay. That's awesome. Yay. Yeah. I've, I've been on the rest game as well. I think Felicia has yeah. too. And rest slowing is, down a little. <laughs> yeah. Rest is super important. It's well, necessary. Absolutely. And um, I think you were just talking about this today. Um, like it's just as necessary as everything yep. else. Right. And we'll yep. get into that. But first, if there's anybody listening who f- somehow has no idea who you are, do you just want to <laughs> introduce yourself to our audience? Sure. So my name is Jasmine Parent. I'm known as Jasmine Losing It on Instagram. And I am a mom of three, partner to my amazing fiance, Jeremy, um, a nutrition coach, a certified personal trainer, and a fitness instructor on the Free Play app. Amazing. Wow. Doing all the things. <laughs> yeah. What, so what was your journey that kind of led you to doing all of these amazing things? Sure. So I have always been, you know, I was overweight my whole life, but an athlete as well. So I kind of use sports as my outlet where my size was kind of celebrated a bit, right? You know, I played basketball and it was like, oh no, right. She's the bigger girl. So it was a kind of, it was a positive thing in that environment in sports to be a little bit bigger, to use your size, you know, to your advantage. And my whole life kind of grew up being the bigger person, but it was okay because I was an athlete. And then when sports stopped and I was no longer, you know, actively an athlete, then 
it, it was almost like, it, you know, it switched. Society was like, oh, well, you're just a big person now, right? So I, I kind of internalized a lot of that. And that was like 2012. I stopped playing sports and then started to gain some weight. I had two babies in two years. I lost my dad to cancer. Just so much happened in a short amount of time. And I just, I gained a lot of weight. So I was over 300 pounds. I was, my mental health was very, very bad. I'd, all, I'd been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder a couple of years before, and it just got really out of control. So long story short, Jeremy and I were like, this has got, you know, we need to do something about this. I decided to document my journey on Instagram. And I remember saying, do people do this? Like, is this a thing Do people? Do? I didn't follow anyone who did that. I didn't follow weight loss accounts. I didn't follow fitness influencers. I honestly didn't know that was a thing. I was like a Snapchat person. And, uh, you know, Jeremy was like, I think so. And I was like, okay, well, let's just do it. So we we're like playing around. He's like, I don't know, jazz and losing. I like just threw it out there, threw it up. Um, I'd had a picture that kind of went viral a little bit from my first few months of losing, you know, changing my eating habits. And oh, here's my dog. <laughs> and um, yeah, so just kind of went viral. And me sharing my journey ended up, you know, and that was all of 2018. I lost all of my weight in 2018. It was like a very quick loss. I was again, like I had the background as an athlete. So I kind of knew I had the knowledge a little bit. So that helped. And uh, I was able to leave my nine to five job as a social worker at the end of that year. So within one year, and my online, you know, my account kind of really grew really fast and people were looking to me for support. So I went and got a few different certifications for as a fitness instructor and also as a certified um, a behavioral change specialist, because my biggest thing the whole time on my own weight loss journey was that the reason it stuck this time was because it wasn't just about how skinny can I get and how fast can I get there? And that was the difference for me this time around. It was more about, I need to love who I am this whole way through, right? I've tried the, I hate myself game. You're gross. You're fat. You're, you know, I tried that. It doesn't work. <laughs> been trying it since I was 20. It doesn't work, right? And we know that it doesn't work. You know, I kept saying, what was the common factor? What was I doing? And why was I never following through with these diets? And that was it, that hatred, right? That self-hate. And I was like, I cannot just hate myself into happiness. You can't hate yourself into happiness. So uh, I changed my whole thought process and I realized so many people weren't doing that. So that was the one thing I wanted to help people with and was able to do that and use my social work background and use the new certifications that I got and just started, you know, then when I started doing that as a coach, I realized, well, I probably should get some background in nutrition because I want to be able to help people with this. So I went and got certified to do that. And I thought, well, I should, you know, I should probably have some certifications if I'm talking to people about what workouts to do. So I went and got certified in that. So I just felt it just kind of all really happened without a plan. But sometimes I think those are the most beautiful things because it just unfolds naturally. And I've just been kind of rolling with it ever since. Sometimes I still feel like, what am I doing? Right. But <laughs> it's working for now. So we're going to keep rolling with it. Yeah. I was going to ask if you ever deal with that, like imposter syndrome or that, like, oh my God. Cause I, I would imagine when you started your page, like you really didn't intend for this to be yeah. the end result. Right. Mm, no idea. Like I had no idea. And it's, I say that all the time. People are like, well, you must. And I'm like, no, I really. So what happened was a 
picture had went a little bit viral, like I said, and a bunch of people were adding my personal Instagram. And I was like, I don't want strangers to see my family, which is really <laughs> ironic now, because that's all I do, share 24-7 on my stories. But I was, you know, I wasn't comfortable with that with that at the time. So I thought, well, let me make a separate page and you know, maybe a few hundred people will follow or something. And it was just like boom, like a huge growth. Like a and few hundred thousand people. Thousand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was, you know, so grateful and so fortunate for that and it's been been a really positive experience I mean we all know that there's a lot of assholes online you know people who have a lot oh, to yeah. say and know nothing of what they're talking about but for the most part it's been all love it's been so many amazing you know friendships built and relationships built and connections with so many clients and something that I never intended to happen but when I sit back and reflect on it which is something I do all the time self-reflection I sit back and reflect on where I'm at it makes so much sense to me. I'm like, I'm a social worker. I was an athlete. In my mind, these are, I just combined them in a way, right? Like the work that I do and having conversations with people and helping to meet them where they're at and helping them reach their goals and then adding in the fitness side of it. It's like the athlete in me and the social work in me, social worker in me kind of like combined and to create this amazing new Great. job, this new role that I have. Yeah. Yeah, it's incredible. And you've it. created like a business, which is yes. amazing. Um, mm. So what kind of sparked that? Where, where was the turning point where you're like, I can turn this into a career? Yeah. So I remember the exact moment because I, I think that. about it all the time. So I had gone back to work. So I just had, so I'm, I live in Canada and we get a year off from maternity leave. What's so yeah. <laughs> so I had, we had two daughters and what Jeremy and I had been doing was I would go on my mat leave. He would go to work. Then when I would, mat leave would be done. He would take his leave. He could take a leave as well. So an unpaid. So he would take a leave. So we were just kept like going back and forth. So we didn't have to send our kids to daycare because realistically, financially, it didn't make sense. We would just be at work to send them. So that was kind of our, and, but when I went back to work after the second baby, we thought, well, now we got to send them to daycare. So I said, well, things are going pretty good online and like affiliations with different brands and things like that, you know, discount codes and swipe ups and those kinds of things were financially, we were in a good position. So I thought, well, you, you just stay home for a bit. We'll see how things work out. So I was back at work, working in an office, nine to five in a doctor's office as a social worker, um, as to, uh, an assist, like as a, a doctor, he would send anybody who needed social work support, he would send my way in the doctor's office. So I remember sitting there and I just finished with the client and it was like two o'clock in the afternoon and I had a break. So I messaged Jeremy and I said, what are you guys up to? You know, like, what's everyone doing without me? Right. Like full on FOMO, Jeremy at home with the two kids. And he sent me pictures of them and they were just playing and I got all emotional and I thought, why am I here? So I went on to one of my um, affiliate apps where you can check on your, you know, your conversions. You can check on where your finances are for that week, how many people have used your discount code. And I looked and I had had what I would be making on my two week paycheck. I'd already made in, you know, in a less than a week for one of those affiliations. And I remember I called Jeremy and I, I said to him, what am I doing here? And he was like, what do you mean? I was like, why am I here? And he, he had no idea what the hell I was talking about. And I was like, it doesn't make sense. 
financially, it doesn't make sense for me to be here. I don't need to be here. Right? I don't need to be leaving the house every day, Monday to Friday, nine to five, sitting here, right? Just sitting in an office. I don't need to be here financially. There's got to be something I, we can make, we can make this grow. We can do more with this. We can capitalize on this. We can do more than me sitting here because I wasn't able to do what I wanted to do. I couldn't engage with my followers during the day, like right in my office. I couldn't be on doing stories because it would just be me and my computer screen. So it was taking away from that as well. So he's like, well, whatever you want to do, like, okay. And I emailed my supervisor and put in my two weeks that day. Because all I said was, I said to Jeremy, I said, I have the education, right? It's not like anyone can ever take that away from me. I can always go back to social work. Get another job. (laughs) I can always go back to social work. And I really was in a position, you know, I lost 120 pounds and I felt like I could do anything. Right. I was on quite a high from that. I was feeling amazing about myself. I was proud of myself. Right. You know, when you feel good and you feel confident, you feel like you can take on the world. And I did. And I thought worst case scenario, absolute worst case scenario. We've got a little bit of a safety net. So that was we were privileged enough to have that. We've got a little bit of a safety net. I can find another job if I have to. And I didn't have to. So I went home and I looked into like how to start a business like legally in my area and what to do and, you know, how to get registered, register the name. I knew my name. I'd had that for a while. What I would what I would use if I was going to start a business. And just that's what I did. I put in my two weeks and I literally two weeks to that day I was done. I left. And I remember walking out and just like super scared, very scared, but excited. Because I just felt like, okay, now I have this freedom to do what brings me joy. And that's connecting with people and helping people and seeing other people get the happiness and out that I was able to get from taking a different approach, from taking that self-love and getting rid of that self-hatred, you know? Absolutely. I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. I'm not an influencer, but I started a business <laughs> very, very organically. I got yeah. I lost a job and took over the business and boom, owned a company, didn't plan it, didn't, didn't have a business plan, had no plan, just wing it seven years later. I'm still here. Awesome. But uh, I kind of want to quit my job now too, though, and uh, be at home and do what you guys are doing. Um, But still, so very organic. Like it was just the same thing, no plan and it worked. So it does work. It does. That's awesome. Thank you. And I'm, I'm sure you like, you knew that, right? Like in your gut that that was your path. And like so often we are our biggest enemy. Like we are what stands in our own way. Right. And I love that, that you just got out of your own way yeah, let it happen. And look at you now. Like, I mean, talk about flourishing. (laughs) Like, Mm. I know it took us a while to get you on the show, but I was like, girl, we are not mad. We, we are over here (laughs) cheering you on, seeing you doing all the things. Thank you. Like it's incredible. Like, uh, I mean, you guys were featured in people and yeah. Do you want to talk about some of these like really cool opportunities that you've had? Yeah, it's also surreal. And I think, you know, people still say, you know, even to this day, when people are like, you're one of my favorite influencers in my brain, I'm not an influencer, right? Like I scroll through Instagram, I'm like, oh, you know, she's so cool. Or like someone likes my picture. I'm like, so-and-so likes my picture, right? Like in my head, that's not where I'm at. And again, I think it's because like you said, it was just an organic 
just kind of a thing that happened. I think when you dream of something and you finally get there and then you own it in my brain, it still hasn't, it's been years and it still hasn't really connected. Um, but two of the coolest things that have happened that I still sometimes don't even believe they happened is the first one, Jeremy and I got to go to Nashville um, and do a makeover show. Uh, the show's no longer on anymore, but it was the Pickler and Ben show. So it was Kelly Pickler. And we got an email and I thought it was fake, right? So I Googled the name of this producer. I was like, yeah, okay. I did this with people too. I was like, yeah, okay. So I Googled it, found her LinkedIn profile, says she was like a producer for Pickler and Ben. I was like, okay, seems legit. So anyways, we ended up doing a Skype and we just thought it was just a Skype when they were honoring, you know, talking about people's weight loss journeys and things like that. And on this live Skype, like on air, live on the show, they were like, would you guys like to come to Nashville for a makeover? And we were like, wow, like it was crazy. We were just I'm freaking out over it. And two days later, they flew us to Nashville and we got to go and be on the show and do a makeover show. And we had like professional stylists. We had, um, these guys who did our hair from like the Ken Pave salon in LA. Like it was just, nice. just crazy experience that, you know, like I cried the whole time we were there. Like I couldn't stop crying. The makeup artist was like, I know it's really nice, but can you stop crying? Like, you're just like, <laughs> <laughs> like cause I just couldn't, like there was a, a uh, like a dressing room that had my name on. Like it just was such a full circle moment of like Jeremy and I just kept being like, look what we did. Like we, we made a decision to just change our lives and like, look what we did. Like look, we are and we were, I was very emotional the whole week or the whole couple of days and then just recently so that was back in 2019 and then just recently we did people magazine we were in people magazine the half their size issue that they do every January and we had a two a four page a four pages in people and one was like a two-page spread it was like Jeremy and I crossed doing like a plank and my youngest son my baby at the time it was so little under me on the yoga mat and like the girl, we have the magazine here, quite a few copies and the girls literally look at it every day and they're like, there's mommy and there's daddy. And it's such like a gut-wrenching, like positively gut-wrenching thing to know that, you know, we made that one decision on, and it was, and we did a new year's resolution. I mean, people knock them, but whatever, like if it works, it works. Yeah. We made a new year's resolution to say like, we were done. This was it. Our kids deserve better. We deserve better. We want to feel better. I didn't want to feel trapped in my own mind and my own body. And that's how I felt like my anxiety. My anxiety was bad because I didn't feel good about myself. I didn't feel good about myself because of my weight. And then my, it was just this vicious cycle. And it just was, I was like, it has to stop. And we made that decision together and we stuck to it. And we just kept saying, like, look at these opportunities. Like, when would we have ever been in People magazine? So cool. <laughs> right? So it's incredible. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. So since the beginning of your journey, so you said you guys made a New Year's resolution. So what did you guys yeah. do in the beginning of, like, your weight loss journey compared to, like, what your lifestyle looks like now? Right. So in the beginning, we started with a meal plan that was pretty restrictive overall. And I mean, you know, right, you try so many different things, you live oh, and yeah. you learn, you tell people one thing's awesome. And they're like, wait, that's, we're le- that's not where we're going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Psych. Like, you know, right. So you learn and probably early on restricted a bit too much and not in terms of the amount that I was eating. I always tracked my calories, I always made sure to eat to my size. And that was one thing I really took from my background in sports. 
was that, you know, and in my background in dieting, because I felt like an expert at that point, <laughs> is that, you know, starving yourself doesn't work, right? You know, that's, it's, you will lose weight, but it's not sustainable. You know, you're not going to just, what am I going to starve myself for the rest of my life? Like, that doesn't sound very fun. So definitely, but probably cut out way too many things, like things that I really loved, uh, cut out so many things that I created some intolerances for myself that actually I dealt with later on still dealing with like gluten and like pizza and sugar like certain things to this day that if I eat them I feel ill and I'm like kind of bummed about it at first I was like it's good that I get sick when I eat pizza because now I won't eat it but now I'm like on you know more closer to maintenance and I have more knowledge and know that it's not so much about what you're eating it's about how much of it I mean of course you know you want to have good balance but if I want some pizza, I'm going to have some damn pizza, right? It's just gluten-free now because I cut too many things out. So early on, restricted a little bit too much and then found my balance. It didn't take me long to find it because I was very adamant about, I want to do something that feels good to me. I don't want to feel restricted. I've done like smoothie diets and no carbs, like all these ridiculous things, right? And I said, that was the one thing, this needs to be something I can do for life. So I started to add things in, found my own balance with it and continue to track my calories all the way through. It for me, was something that I was very conscious of. I didn't want to get obsessive with it. It actually, I was able to use it as a tool to make sure that I was eating enough because I know a lot of people don't believe that, but at 300 pounds, I actually wasn't eating very much at all, right? I wouldn't eat like all day long. And then at like seven o'clock at night, I'd be eating like fries and chicken fingers and just pop tarts, like whatever was around, right? So it was more about eating more regularly and eating more balanced and then finally start to figure it out. And that's what I told people, you know, everyone wants, everyone wants to know, you know, what's the secret and the secret is what works best for you because that might be keto that might be omad that might be is like there's all these different methods at the end of the day it's about your a calorie deficit i mean the science is there we know that but that's irrelevant the science is irrelevant if you don't feel good about what you're doing right if it doesn't feel like it's something that you can sustain lifelong then do something else because that's the fad diet side of it, right? It's like, I'm going to do this for six months and then I'll be good. But it's like, as soon as you stop that, you're not good, right? You go right back to where you yeah. were. And so many of us have been through that cycle and I just figured out I'm not going to, I don't want to cycle. So now we eat pretty much similar to how we did, but more, more balance, right? Like even more balance. Like I don't worry about, I know when I was actively really trying to lose a significant amount of weight, I would have, you know, once a month where I would want to go out and eat. Now I don't even count when, you know, if we're out and I want, if the kids are, if we're getting ice cream or if we're stopping and getting burgers, it doesn't, whatever, right? I don't even think about it now. And that comes from one being in maintenance, but also two having the education and understanding and knowing and trusting myself, right. Getting that trust with myself and knowing that that's okay. It's okay to do that. And in fact, I, like I tell my clients, you should be doing that. We want everyone to get to the point where you can do that and not feel guilt around food. Cause there's so much shame around food and like, fuck that. Like, can I swear on the podcast? Yeah. Because I encourage it. Okay. Our favorite word. Okay, like, yeah. <laughs> you follow me on Instagram. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
because it's such a, it's such a crazy thing to have shame, not crazy. People aren't crazy, but it's such a horrible thing really that we have all this shame around food, yeah. right? It's like, this is nourishment for our bodies. We literally need this to live. And Definitely. we spend so much emotional energy on it. And that's like my biggest so passion is like, I want people to stop wasting emotional energy over the nutrition that they need to fuel their bodies. Right. Yeah. It's, we waste so much and it's exhausting. I know it is. I remember is. the exhaustion of it. It's a yeah. sin. Really. It's awful. And we got it like, a- yeah, I think every single person that we have had on this show has done way too many diets. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. And so like, I'll ask you, I've asked other people this question. What is like the, now that you look back at it, what is like the craziest diet you've ever done? The smoothie diet and Jeremy and <laughs> Jeremy and I did it together and I found it on Google. And like, I almost am embarrassed to say it now because I know so much better, but you don't, you know, when you know better, you do better. Yeah, and exactly. when you don't, you don't, right? <laughs> yeah. It was, I found it on Pinterest actually. Yeah. Pinterest. And I was like gung ho. I told Jeremy, I was like, this is it. Like, this is going to be the diet. The thing. <laughs> this is the one. And poor Jeremy, he's like six four, three hundred and thirty pounds at the time. I'm like, we're just eating smoothies. He was like, like okay. They're like ice cream. <laughs> so it was a month thing. So you did it like you progressed. So the first week you had one smoothie and two meals. Then the second week you had two smoothies and one meal. Third week, three full smoothies. And then the fourth week you cut down to two smoothies a day. So this was it. That was it. That was, that was the amazing diet. We were going to be successful. So I think we made it like do this forever. I think six days in. And then Jeremy was like, I'm ordering pizza. (laughs) But it's like, I, I talk about that to my clients because I remember thinking that this, I was so convinced I, and I believed it. And at the time I really believed that this was going to be the diet right? That this was it. Cause I was just desperate. That's what it is. Yeah. It's desperation. I was so desperate. And then now that where I am now, and it's such, it's, I mean, it's so great that I went through it because I can, I feel like I can relate better because I always ask people, why are you desperate? This is not about the food. This is not about getting to 150 or 20, whatever it is, whatever your magic number is that you think is in your brain, you think will bring happiness why are we desperate? Right. And then digging deeper and then like, but why do you feel that way? And what brought you here? What, like, just keep asking and digging and digging. Cause we're just, we, all of us who uh, have tried numerous diets, it's all surface, right. In our heads, happiness comes when we're thin, right. It's like, it'll come, you know, you'll be thin and you'll be happy. And it's like, that's not how it works. It's, it works famous line. it's not yeah. about the food. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. not about the food. Yeah. Yeah. It never is. It's always, you got to get to the root of the issues. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, The food is not the problem. So Jasmine, I need to know, like, how, how are you doing all of that? How are you a mother of three, a partner, a business owner, like just slaying all the goals? How are you doing it all? How do you do it all girl? Thank you. Um, Jeremy, is huge. Like he is literally like people are always like, does Jeremy have a brother? Ha ha. And I'm like, no, like if he did, I like, we would have to clone him too. And just like, <laughs> because it, like, he's honestly 
is just amazing. Like he does so much. Like he, I laugh. Like people think it's a joke when I say like, I don't clean, I don't do dishes. I don't do laundry. And like, I'm not saying that to be like, ha ha, because I'm doing lots of other things. I'm extremely busy, but he does all of that. Like when we, we just moved into our new home, we lived in a rental while we were searching to buy and for nine months and I never used the washing machine right before we left I had to like throw something in the dryer and I was like how do you work this thing like like just and I always did do that stuff when they lived alone but when he came on the scene it was just like he's just such a caregiver like he just takes care of all of us and yeah he's been so amazing and so supportive he's really just like what do you need he looks at me every day and he's like, okay, what do you need? What's the schedule? What time do you have a client? Da, da, da. And like, he's starting to get his own clients, but he's, you know, working them around my schedule. Cause he knows obviously he's just starting out and he's not going to block what I already have going. So he's just like, okay, what do you need? And it's honestly been such a blessing. I mean, that's probably a whole other podcast, but someone who came from you know, relationships that were not like that opposite where I, I was always so emotionally drained. It was like exhaustion. He's just like this breath of fresh air. So he's my biggest support system. And I could never do this without him in terms of the amount of business things that I do now, because it wouldn't be possible. Like he leaves to the go get groceries for two hours and he'll come back. And I haven't done a single thing except pass out fruit snacks and like white butts and faces. (laughs) Like it's just like, like what's going on here? So it's a lot, but he having him home and having him help is amazing. And we're starting to find that balance as the girls get older, that now he's taking on more clients and he's creating workouts for me and my one-on-one clients. He's doing a lot of that stuff behind the scenes. So he's very much an off-camera guy and everyone thinks he's very quiet, which is cute. Like for me, like I know it's not true, but you know, he's just off camera and he's just taking care of so much all the time. And yeah, he works so very hard. So that's hard. That's really what I attribute most of it to is his support because I wouldn't be able to do it without him. And I've just spent my life being like a multitasker, like this, this list. I've always, my mom was like very, very anxious all the time. And I grew up in a house with post-it notes all over the freaking place. Like <laughs> this has done, and that's me now, but it helps, right? Like lists, I just make a lot of lists. And I have gotten to a point with my mental health that I know when I need a break, I'm taking a break. I didn't used to ever do that. And I would get too overwhelmed. I was a people pleaser. I would say yes to everybody. And it would, at my own, you know, I think that's a lot. My anxiety got a lot worse, a lot quicker than it probably would have because of those actions. I didn't want anyone to be mad at me. And that's really how I've changed in the past year. I don't give a shit if people don't like me, right? Like that's honestly, I can think about years ago, if someone didn't like me, I would be very upset. And I'd be like, well, why don't you like me? What did I do wrong? You know, that like, please like, like, just like me. And I would get so much anxiety over it now. And I think, especially from being on this platform, people, so many people don't even know me. Half people don't even know me. And they're like, you're a bitch. I'm like, well, that's false, but okay. Right. Just like, you know, people will say anything. So I think my skin has got a lot tougher being on this app and very much in a place where I know exactly who I am. I'm very confident in who I am. I am very happy with who I am and how I am. And, uh, you know, people can say what they want and people, there will be people who love you for who you are and what you do. And there will be people who hate you for who you are and what you do. 
So it doesn't matter. So again, not wasting energy that could be going into something positive and into other people who respect you, support you, care for you and want your help versus people who are just bored sitting in their basement on their phones, you know, cause that's basically what it is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I feel like people ask all the time, like confidence is one of those attributes that everybody wants to have, but people yeah. struggle so much with. Yeah. And people ask me all the time, like, how are you so confident? It's like, okay, one, you have to understand nobody is confident all the time. Like we exactly. all experience self-doubt and all of that For stuff. Sure. But like, like you said, like confidence, it just really comes from being sure in yourself right like right. just learning to love who you are and just living unapologetically and then you, yeah it, it just kind of follows right yeah do you feel like you kind of had to practice that at first like being yeah. someone who was a people pleaser yeah definitely has been a journey and I've always been confident even you know in school it was bigger and, and then everybody taller than everybody it was like you know always even at my heaviest I was still confident right but I used to, I always think, I think back to it. I think of it as almost like this false sense of confidence. I would have like social anxiety before going say like to a party or something, then I'd get to the party and put on this big face. And then I'd come home and be like, Oh, right. Like that was exhausting. Now it's because I'm not that it was fake, but it was like, I had to really force it out because I wasn't feeling myself as much as I wanted to. And that was kind of one of the biggest pushes to kind of lose the weight and change my lifestyle, not so much about being a certain number, but more about finding myself again, right? Not wanting to feel like I had to put on a show. I wanted to just be exactly who I was, right? And searching for myself and doing that. And as you know, weight loss is so much more than that, you know, seeing that number go down, right? You learn so much about yourself. You learn what you're capable of. You start to feel strong. You start to feel proud of yourself. And that's one of the most amazing feelings anyone can have, feeling proud of yourself. And we don't, especially as women, we don't talk about that enough, right? We don't talk, say like, I'm really proud of myself. Like that's not a common thing to hear women say, but yeah. it should be. And we need yeah. to, because it feels so good to yeah. say that, like, I'm proud of myself. So practicing confidence, positive affirmations, speaking things into existence, even when I didn't really believe them, or I didn't really wasn't feeling them that day, just saying it over and over and over. It was one of the things that I used to teach my clients when I was doing social work was, you know, there's always so much negative self-talk. Like, I can't do that. I'm not capable of this, you know, as a parent or as a person, I'm not, I can't do this with my kids. And I would say, okay, so you believe that, right? You've, you've convinced yourself of that 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 is true. You've said this to yourself so many times that you now genuinely believe that it is true. So how come we can't flip the script and say something else over and over and over enough times that you finally start to believe that it's true? And that's I was thinking about that. I remember a conversation I had with a client one time because she had so much self-doubt. And then I remember myself probably three or four months into my journey. And I literally was like, you need to be social working yourself right now. Why can't I believe that I am capable and that I am strong and that I am worthy of joy on this journey? Not worthy of joy once I hit 175, worthy of joy right now at 2.30, right? Like why aren't I worthy of joy now and happiness and new clothes, right? All those things right now. Yes. And so I just started saying, you are, you are this, I am, I am, I am over and over. And as silly, I tell everybody, my clients, as silly as you might feel saying it, 
who cares? <laughs> right? Like, why does it matter if you feel a little bit silly? What, what harm is there? What harm is there? There's no harm in doing this, but there's so much good, so many positives that are going to come out of this. So if you can convince yourself that you're stupid, you're ugly, you're fat. If you can convince yourself that over years of saying it over and over, you can damn well convince yourself that you are beautiful. You are worthy. You are strong. You are capable. You can our brains are the most powerful tool we have and we don't want to use them. We refuse. We're like, no, no, no. Let me just work out until I feel sick and I'll be good. Right. It's like we, this right here is what's going to change it. Right. Right up here. Yeah. Whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. Right. And it is incredible that that was a huge turning point for me as well was rewiring my brain. You are literally literally changing the way that your brain processes things. So like people ask me all the time, they're like, oh, are you worried about gaining your weight back or going? And it's like, no, I'm not because I was overweight because of the the lifestyle I was living and the trauma I was trying to avoid and, you know, just bearing everything with bad habits. And it's like now. Mm -hmm thinking about how I used to live my life is literally illogical to me. (laughs) It makes no sense to me anymore, you know, and that's how I know that it's completely different. And it's like, that's when, you know, you're doing the real work is when your brain, when you literally start to think about things differently, but it takes that intentional practice. Mm -hmm. And it's not out there. It's not there. I mean, I do not see that anywhere. And I think that's one of my biggest frustrations when I look, there's so many diet, I guess, weight loss accounts. There's so many different coaches and all those types of things. And that is the missing link. And I think that was one thing about like following you that I really, I followed you for actually a while that I really has been, I'm like, this is what's missing. And Mm. we've talked about this, you know, I think a handful of times and it's sad actually to see people almost like a hamster wheel. I see people spinning on this wheel of sort of doing the same thing over and over, but expecting a different result, you know, and it's just really, and they, and it doesn't click. It's like, well, I'm, you know, I'm trying this diet now. No, I'm trying this diet. No, I'm back on WW, you know, and I just, Mm. you just want to be like, you know, the the diet isn't the issue. This is not clicking. And I've struggled with that. And still to this day, you know, at 51 years old, I'm working on that process of the brain piece. And it's just taken me the last probably two or three years to really understand that's the issue, but also how do I, how do I make it work? Like, how do I, how do I fix it? Like, I know it needs to be fixed, but now what's the work? Like, how do you sort of, what are the steps? I know how to count calories at count points, but how do I rewire? Like, how do you do the rewiring? And I think that's the piece that is missing because if it wasn't, then they wouldn't make no money. So yeah, no, so true. So, you know, so I just, I get so excited when I hear you talk about it, Marlena, when I hear you talk about it, because I feel like it's what people need to understand. Yeah. Sad thing is though, it's what a lot of people don't want to hear. Yeah, it's true. So I just, I just got put, put out an ebook a few, like a month ago and, you know, I put out, I have workout guides, I have fitness group challenges and things like that. So my ebook that I put out at my wellness reset is a four week guide. It's every single day. There's one page to read and a short little activity. And it's almost like brain, like brain building. Right. And it's my process. It's what I do. And I was just rewrite, I was writing it for myself. And I thought, let me turn this into a $20 ebook so other people can have it and do it too right because it's like I talk about all the time like you said do the work you got to do the mental work so just very small tasks and I think for people I think it feels like 
daunting or something. They think they have to do some huge, I'm like, this is five minutes a day, intentional journaling, writing things down and just thinking, because you're going to be thinking about it throughout the day. So one of the pages, right. I ask, I say, you know, what did you do well today? Right. Because we all come home at night. You do, you think about, Oh, I said this, that was dumb. I embarrassed myself this. I should have done this. I didn't get this done. Right. We harp so much on the negative things. And I tell people, listen, if you think back, like in your memory bank, Nobody forgets the bad and embarrassing things. They don't go anywhere. We remember them. You know, it's not hard to forget those things. We don't need reminders. You don't need to be reminding yourself of all the negative things that happened in your day. What you need to be harping on is all of the things that went well and find them because there's something there. Find something that you did well today or something you're proud of today. Anything at all. Write it down. Close your book. You're done right? Next day, do one other thing. Next day, do something else, right? It's just these small little things each day to remind yourself to stay grounded, right? To not let one bad day turn into two, three, a week, a month. And now it's been a year and it all stemmed from what you went through a drive-through and you said you weren't going to have any McDonald's for two weeks, but you, you gave up, you did it anyway. And now you've snowballed into a year later, right? And we've all done something like that, right? Use some kind of an excuse, but not realizing it, whether or not we meant to, we are sabotaging yourself. That was a form of self-sabotaging behavior more often than not, because we don't think we're even capable of succeeding. So we sabotage before we even get started. And now look, see, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. See, I knew I wouldn't be able to do it. I can't lose weight or I can't exercise. I can't stick to anything. Like, well, and like you said, Marlena, yeah, whether or not you think you can or you can't, you're right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you mentioned your um, 30 day. So you said that's like a 30 day reset. Um, yeah. wellness reset. So yeah. what are some of the other like um, services that you offer through I'm Worthy Wellness? Sure. So I have my eBooks and my workout guides, which I'm, I love because both of my workout guides that I have are there's follow along videos. So again, that was something for me that when I was on my own journey, anytime I would try to find, you know, workout guides online, it was just a PDF and like not to knock those because they're great. And I have, I do have PDFs, but for me, I needed something to follow along to. I needed like someone talking to me and like an actual workout video. So Jeremy and I worked really hard on both of those um, workout guides that I have out and there's follow along videos with me doing the workouts with you. So I have those. I also do macro coaching. So one of the things that came out of my own journey was that I don't want to have to just eat a certain amount of only certain things for the rest of my life. Right. So for me, it got, I was always tracking calories and then I wanted to start to figure out, you know, what are macros and how do we track them? So uh, that's something that I, again, like I said, I went and got certified to be able to do. So I do macro coaching with people and more or less the point of that is just to help people understand when we're looking at food, it's not good food versus bad food. It's what has, you know, what's more nutrient depth you know, what has more nutrients in it and can this fit into my day, right? I've got, you know, I'm going to try and get 200 grams of protein. Let's say, for example, I'm going to eat whatever I want as long, you know, reaching my numbers. So I use macro coaching as a tool for people not to try and be perfect with their macros or perfect with their numbers each day, but to have that balance. And you can look at your plate and you can feel like, this is going to make me feel good because I have a nice source of protein. I've got some carbs in here and I've got some fat. It's nice and balanced, right? I want people to realize it's a, like you can have balance. You can and should eat carbohydrates, right? This is good for your body. Your body is going to be 
thankful that you're fueling it properly. Um, so macro coaching, and I also do one-on-one coaching, but I haven't had any availability for almost a year, which I hate. Um, it's my goal, both two of our kids, the two of the three go to school in September. So I'm really hoping to open back up one-on-one coaching because it's really my favorite thing to do and to have these one-on-one conversations and build those relationships because that's where you see the most change, I think, when people feel that connection. Um, but it's probably the most time-consuming thing that I do as well. Because when I'm, when I'm in and when I'm coaching you, I am in. I am all in. So hoping to have more time for that in September as well. And then I do free live classes uh, three days a week on the free play app as an instructor. So that's lots of fun. The free play app. What is that? So yeah. So the free play app is an app where any fitness instructor can go on and work as an instructor. And people follow you on there. So you follow me for free. So, and then you can, you just do free live workouts. So you would go on the app, you book into my classes. And so I do live workouts for free and then people can subscribe to me as well. I get to set my own rates. It's really cool. So I set my own rates of $9.99 a month. You can subscribe to me and then you can watch any and all of the lives that I've ever done. So they all save in a library. Oh, cool. And then I also have the ability to upload special subscriber only content. So I do that on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So people who subscribe to me get five workouts a week for 10 bucks a month. And then obviously wow. you can cancel anytime. That's really sweet. Yeah, it's really cool. I yeah, love it. It's a cool thing. And people can comment like while they're working out. It's like a, you know, similar to, uh, I was going to say MSN, just dating myself. <laughs> 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 But like, you know, people can comment and put emojis. So it's fun because we'll be like on a rest period. I'm like, okay, guys, like 60 seconds to get your water. And people are putting like, I'm dying. LOL. Like every, it's like a community. Everyone's there. Same kind of crew comes on Wednesday nights because I do all my class at the same time. So just another way to connect with people. And honestly, that's just what I want to do is connect with people. And, you know, I got into social work because I love people and social groups and supporting people who feel less than, um, I mean, ultimately my, obviously not, maybe not obvious, but ultimately when I first started doing social work, it was, you know, women and women of color was kind of my, where I wanted to be at and be able to support. And I grew up in a very rural area, a racist area and an area where I never felt supported outside of my own family. And especially with organizations and, you know, structures put in place that to help people. So I wanted to actually get into those structures to help support people. So I, like I said, I still feel like I've moved my social work brain over to this niche. And that is supporting people who feel less than and who feel like society makes them feel like they don't belong. And we all know people who are overweight are made to feel that way every single day of their lives and made to feel less than and trying to figure out how the hell do I get thin, right? It's like this obsession. And I don't even, you know, we can't blame the women who are there because it's fed to us from the time where, I don't know, my first memory is like nine years old, right? Thinking I should be smaller, right? So I've just now moved that over to, I want to continue to help people and not so much, I'm going to help you get thin. No, I'm going to help you feel better. And sometimes that's losing weight for some people. It involves losing weight. And sometimes it actually doesn't at all. They just think that it did, right? They think that that's what it was about and more. So it's about, I want to eat better so I don't feel like shit and I have some energy and I want to exercise and feel good about myself because it's fun to crush goals. It's fun to learn to run. It's fun to lift heavy shit. This is, this can be fun. 
right? Instead of it being a stressful, I have to do this so I can see a number, I see a pound drop tomorrow on the scale, right? It's like reframing the why. That's like my biggest passion is helping people reframe their whys and get move away from, I just want to be this certain number and like, well, but why? And most people don't even know when you ask them, right? Why is that your goal weight? And they're like, well, it just is, right? So <laughs> that's what it's supposed to be, right? Yeah. Like, right. That's what the BMI said. Yeah. Like, and yeah. BMI is oh, shit. God. Like, right? like, it was like, a, we all know BMI that. is bullshit. bullshit. We've <laughs> talked about that on the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, being someone who came from literally never being active, I was never, and I always wanted to be in my mind. I felt like right. I was an athlete, but you know, my whole life, I just, <clears> I don't know. I, I, turned away from physical activity. And it's like, now that I'm physically active, like I love it. It's so fun. Like I love being able to go out and do stuff. And, uh, even just like being invited to go do things that I would have been like worried about, um, or worried about embarrassing myself or, or, you know, all those things. It's like, no, we like all deserve to be out here living our best lives and and, like our weight that really shouldn't fucking matter (laughs) for me. we all kind of go through, I feel like, like this process though. Right. Like at one point in yeah. time, oh, yeah. I was weight focused. Right. Same. But yep. I think once you, like you said, start to rewire your brain, you kind of start to realize what's actually most important. Right. Right. Exactly. And starting exercise for me was to lose weight and it became completely not about that at all. It's yeah. for me, a mental thing. It changes my whole day, my mood, whole day. I love it. And yeah. it, it has nothing to do with that for me. I'll, yeah. I mean, it will always be a part of my life, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Period. Exactly. I mean, yeah, but it, it started in, with weight loss. I mean, that was why sure. I started it. And yeah. so I'm grateful for that, but I'm happy that it's so much more for me. Yeah, I agree. So I just think regardless of where anybody is in their journey, you just have to be willing to evolve. Right. right. You have to be well, willing to grow. Yeah. And sticking staying with it long enough for that to happen. Yes. Right. That's what happens. Right. It's like, cause we're all saying, you know, we're all saying we started out weight focused. I had a goal weight. I was like, that was a number I wanted to hit. And I did hit it cause I was so focused on it. But while I was, you know, working towards that, like you said, it was just open to thinking, processing things, looking at things through a different lens, looking at myself differently, enjoying that process, right? And at risk of sounding a little cliche, like love the journey, right? People say that it's like, but you need to, and you look back when you get to, you know, if you get to that point where you're feeling like I'm going to be in maintenance, I'm not focused on weight. When you get there, you can look back and you're so grateful for that journey because, and this is an analogy that I'm trying not to talk too much here. I know we're getting close to time, but no, you're I, fine. I, an analogy that I use with a lot of my clients, I say, okay, so, you know, they're at a weight that they really don't like, and they want to lose like a significant amount of weight. So I will ask them, I say, if you woke up tomorrow and you were in your ideal clothing size, you felt really good about yourself. Everything was, you know, what you think, imagine that you wanted it to be. Would you care if the scale had only gone down five pounds? Like, I mean, I know this wouldn't actually ever happen, but let's just say, right. Cause they get so focused on this number and they refuse to stop focusing on the number. So I was asking them and I say, would you care what it said? And I'm like, Oh my God, no. So I'm saying, so it's not actually about the number. It's about a look, which is fine. That's okay. I tell you, it's okay. Cause now people get so back and forth. They're like, well, I'm not allowed to want to look different. Like you can, yeah, it's like, that's okay too. 
So it's about a look, it's about a feel, it might be about a size, a clothing size, it's about abilities, right? They'll say, I just want to go out and run. I want to be able to not feel embarrassed when I go do things with my friends, right? So I'm saying it's really not about that number then, is it? It's about all of the things, the experiences that you can imagine in the way that you're going to feel when you lose that, right? Or when you get to that certain weight. So let's throw out focusing just on that number and let's focus on what you want to feel like. What do you want to feel like, right? You want to have energy. You want to sleep better. You want to be able to walk into any clothing store and, you know, and know that maybe you'll be able to fit into some clothes. You don't want to cry in dress rooms anymore. Like all these different things, right? That most people, that's what it's about, right? That feeling, those experiences, being able to do things without feeling embarrassment or shame and feeling proud of themselves. And I always tell people that could very well happen. You can have that now at this weight, it's fine to want to lose. Let's do it. If that's what you want to do, let's do that. But we're going to do it in a different way. We're going to have this process to getting there is not going to be fueled by I'm fat, I'm gross, I'm disgusting. All that. And I tell them, if that's what you're here for, we're not doing that. That's not happening here. We don't do that here. We love ourselves. We're proud of ourselves. We celebrate our success. And we crush our goals. It's fine to have goals and it's fine to have weight loss goals, right? Because sometimes there's, you know, people go back and forth with, am I, is it okay to want to lose weight? I'm like, yes, that's fine. But what's the driving force? Why do you want to lose weight? Why? What's, what do you want out of this? And like we were saying earlier, when you get to the root of it, it's almost never about wanting to just be a certain number. It's, there's so much more people want out of it. And we've got to be willing to get to the root of it Every day, thinking about it, reflecting, journaling, whatever it is, doing the tough work. That's the hard work. The mental work is the hard work. We've got to be willing to do it and sticking to it, even when it feels like we're not making progress. Because if you're getting up every day and you're taking a baby step towards your goals, you're, you're doing it. You are completely doing it every day. Absolutely. I talk about how this all started for me with literally just walking one lap around the block. Yes. Yes. From never being active ever in my life. Yeah. To just literally, it was just one commitment. All right. You can get up and you can walk one lap around the block. And you, you know, and it, it has evolved so much and it has turned into so much more. And that's still something I still go back to sometimes when I need to reground myself, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm struggling. Yeah. Um, and I know in the beginning of this, we talked about rest. And I think often rest kind of gets put on the back burner, especially when you are getting in that mode and you're like killing it and slaying your goals, if that's where you are in your journey. And then you almost kind of forget that rest is super important. Right. Um, and so is that kind of something you've been kind of going through lately? I know you said like, it's really hard for you to rest, right? It is. You are so go, go, go. And I think in the beginning for me, resting was, I was scared of it right? Before I felt confident in myself and in my journey, I was scared to let up, right? I didn't want to, I didn't want to put the brakes on in my brain. That's what I was doing, like letting off the gas a bit, but I didn't want to do that because I wasn't sure of if I'd be able to turn it back on. So I wasn't confident in myself. Now, when it's hard for me to rest, it's like lingering. It's those just lingering thoughts of, you know, you never miss a Monday and, no days off and all that like toxic shit. It's like, what? Like, I need to go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? The whole never miss a Monday thing. Like I hate going to the gym because of the never miss a Monday crowd. I'm like, 
Right. Fuck that. I'm going to miss every Monday now just because y'all told me not to. <laughs> Literally me. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, and I mean, that's a whole other thing because that goes back to people thinking that I'm starting, you know, because how many of us have been like, oh, I'll restart my diet on Monday. It's like, yep. you can do whatever you want on whatever day. Yes. You're starting something on a Friday. Oh no. Right. Like, oh my God, not a Friday. Cause I got to yeah. go buck, buck wild on the weekend. It's like, it's, it's a day. It's a day. If it's your day to rest, rest on that day. Yeah. Right. But yeah, it's hard for me to rest now more. So I mean, but I do it. I do it. I know that it's so important. And especially as a mom to three, when I don't rest, I can't give as much of myself to the others who need me right to those around me. And that's not fair to me, of course, and then not fair to them either. And that's kind of my biggest driving like force to tell me like, you need to slow down, you need to take a day, you need to rest. And we as women, right, are expected to do everything and anything all the time and never bitch about it and never we need rest. And I just refuse to continue to fall into that because I have for so long and it's like no we don't do that it's 2021 I'm loving all these memes like <laughs> it's 2021 we don't do that anymore like, <laughs> we are resting we are speaking up for ourselves we're not taking shit like no we you know when you know better you do better because yeah. I am a better person because I take care of myself and part of taking care of myself is resting Absolutely. And rest, like it can look different for everyone. Right. right. Like, yeah. And, and like you said, I like that you touched on, especially in the beginning there, it can be that fear, right? Like, Oh, if, mm. well, if I stop what I'm doing, then I'm just going to like, not go back. Go to back. It. So yeah. that's why you just really have to be like self-aware and yep. uh, figure out what it looks like for you. Right. Cause that mm. I was just talking about this the other day. Like, obviously there's a fine line between like giving yourself grace and also right. like, yes, I saw that. <laughs> Yeah. like making excuses really. Right. right. Yeah. Um, but like that line is going to look different for everybody. Like I have autoimmunity and for me, sometimes I need mm. three, four or five days of rest. I've been having to rest my arm for fuck, nine weeks now, you know, wow. my wrist, I yeah. still can't lift as heavy as I want to. And I've just had to like figure out how to do things a little differently. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's just, it just is what it is. And you just have it's to figure out what works for you. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. In whatever season you're in. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. Um, this has been such an amazing conversation. I know we've been talking for an hour, but I feel like we could probably talk for like another three hours. <laughs> I am. Me too. I'm like, what's next? Yeah. <laughs> I do actually want to talk about you said, so you said you were diagnosed with anxiety yeah. Generalized anxiety disorder. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that? Cause I don't know that I've ever heard anybody speak about that before. Yeah. So I was diagnosed with GAD probably back in 2014. Yeah. 2014. I was on medication for it right up until 2019. Actually this whole journey allowed me to get off of my anxiety medication, which was a huge, like a huge non-scale victory. It was so That's huge amazing. for me. Yeah. So, I mean, I have, you know, other things that like my own self medicine that I do, but that helps with that. But getting off of those prescription meds was awesome and huge for me. And I'm a huge advocate for folks if you need them and to stay on them because they do serve a lot of good for a lot of people. Um, but that was something that I was trying to get off of because I didn't ever need them prior to the massive amount of weight gain. So I had a lot of weight gain, like I said, in, in a year and then losing my dad and then I lived alone. I had a bad breakup. 
a bunch of things. And then I started like secluding myself and my thoughts just really took over. Right. I was so anxious all the time. I thought, you know, are people mad at me? And that, you know, that people pleasing thing, people mad at me, are they thinking this? And just constant thinking about what are other people thinking? And I think back to it now and I'm like, I'm like so far from that person. And again, proud of myself for that because it was a huge hole to pull myself up out of. And no one really knew. Nobody knew I was struggling. Not a single person. I held, hit it very well. It was very bright. Like how my personality is now, I was always like this out and around people and then would come home and cry and like decompress and eat and just eat, eat, eat myself into like sleep basically. And that resulted in that one, like gaining a hundred pounds in a year and then having both kids back to back. And yeah, it was a lot. And it's, uh, something obviously still have it, but very controlled. And I'm so self-aware and years ago, I had no idea what my triggers were. I had no idea when it was coming. I would get a panic attack, you know, and have no idea it was like that it was going to happen. Versus now I can be like weeks ahead and I'm like, nope, not doing that. Cause that's going to make me anxious next month. Like I honestly can say like, no, like I'm, I'm going to say no to that. I'm going to turn down that opportunity. People like there's been things that, you know, if you said to people like, oh, I was, I had an offer to do this or an offer to do that. People would be like, why wouldn't you do that? Like that. But to me, it wasn't serving me at the time. It wasn't going to help me. It was going to actually put more on my plate that I didn't need, cause me more stress. It just isn't worth it. Um, leaving situations and companies and brands that I was affiliated with that were extremely lucrative, but were causing me severe anxiety and stress because I didn't, fe- it didn't feel right. And I was like, in knots all the time and stressed and anxious. So take doing things again, it all comes back to taking care of myself, being self-aware, doing that mental work, rewiring my brain to really know me. Like I, that's where my confidence comes from. I know exactly who I am, how I work, what makes me feel good, what doesn't, what my triggers are. Like I can say to Jeremy, tomorrow this is happening this is happening I'm going to be very high strung I'm going to be stressed I'm going to try my hardest not to be short-tempered but if I am I'm like sorry in advance <laughs> like so self-aware yeah and that's been the reason I've been so successful on this journey so self-aware like I bring it back to that all the time and it's just it's nice to feel in control because I spent so many years feeling like my anxiety controlled me. And now I feel like 99% of the time I have full control over it because I know what my triggers are and I know when to stop things like dead in the tracks. I'll say, nope, not doing that because I, I'm not going to go through it. I'm not doing that to myself. I'm so inspired right now. Yeah, yeah seriously. That's incredible. And I would imagine that all of the self-work that both you and Jeremy are doing has really improved your relationship yeah, together so as good. well, right? So good. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, baby he's number four. Quiet. No, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> we took care of that. Yeah, he did, I should say. Um, yeah, because he we met and people who knew us early, like before we had met, would and when they found out we were together, they're like, hmm. Like, that's interesting because very different. So when we first met, I told him I had like two non-negotiables and it was, you can't be homophobic 
and you have to like cats. He's like, what? Like these <laughs> two, like the most ridiculous things ever. But in the past, I had been with other black men locally, and that was two of the things that kept coming up. Right. And this is probably a whole other podcast, but homophobia, which is very common in the community, unfortunately, homophobia and not liking cats. So I, theaters. so I said to him and he's like, okay. And that was like, we like, that was some of the changes, like just us having conversations. We started from that day. I remember it was like one of the very first things before I even really got into a relationship. That was one of the first conversations we had. And he was like, you know, I've never been with anyone who talks so much. And I'm like, thank you. Like, he's like, but this is a good thing because he was like, well, we need to talk. So our communication from day one has been so open and being on this journey, I'm just like word vomit all the time, like constantly talking, but wanting to work through things, talk things through. Well, how are you feeling? Tell me how that makes you feel. Like Dr. Phil over here. I'm like, well, how do you feel? Right. And just, and I'm the same way. And I'm like, well, this is how I'm feeling. And how are you feeling? And it's like, we need to be willing, everybody, relationships, part like friendships, romantic relationships, whatever. Yes. You need to be willing to just communicate. Talk about how you're feeling. How does that make you feel? And if it's not making you feel good, what do you need to feel better? And the relationship you have with yourself, most first and foremost, asking yourself, how does this make me feel? And if it's not good, can I get out of the situation or how can I change it so that I do feel better about this? And what do I need? We don't ask ourselves enough. What do I need? What do I need to feel better? And I do that with myself. So now I do that with my partner. He does it with me now. So it's great for normal everyday things, personal yeah. things. Like it's perfect. Like in all aspects of a relationship, it's beneficial. That's awesome. I was going to ask if you guys are going to start adding in a couples counseling option on <laughs> I am worthy wellness or like a couple's guide to communication, maybe. Someone something. honestly, there's, some, someone, there's something there. Some, somebody asked me that actually, like, can you and Jeremy talk to me and mine? I was like, Jeremy, you want to do um, marriage counseling? He's like, what? <laughs> but yeah, it's been, uh, again, it all comes back to us making that decision, sticking to it, committing to it and doing the mental work and being willing to evolve, willing to change, will just being open to putting a toe outside of that comfort zone to start, you know, we don't need, you don't need to just jump out of your bubble. You don't need to leave it behind, yeah. right? It's okay to put a toe out and then a couple more and maybe come back in for a little bit if you're feeling overwhelmed and then step back out, but being willing to do it and open to the possibilities, just be open, just be open. Absolutely. I love this so much. This is like <laughs> amazing. Cause so we've been looking forward to this. Is there anything else that you want to let our listeners know or any advice or tips that you want to give them? Um, I guess one tip that I would give that I like to always say is that, you know, nothing that you do in life, any decision you make, any change you're trying to make is going to happen overnight. And I know we hear this a lot, but it needs to be said over and over again that are going to get you there, right? If you went out and decided I'm going to run a marathon. Okay. If I said that today, I am not going to get up and go and run that marathon tomorrow. Not going to do it. It's not physically possible. I'm not physically capable. I haven't trained like for, for anyone right. for literally right. no one. No one can right. just get up and run a marathon. Exactly. But I am, you are, we are capable of getting up 
and running for 10 seconds, right? Or jogging for five. And then the next day you jog for six. And then, right, it, is it tedious sometimes? Are you, do we become impatient? Do you want to get to that finish line faster? Yes. But is stopping going to get you any closer to that? Absolutely not. So I use that analogy all the time in saying that take baby steps, focus on the day at hand, not the end result, not where you were, not where you want to be, just that one day, that one day at a time, and then worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. Yes, we Perfect. love it. And, and if you need, it. yeah, and if you need a little extra help or motivation, definitely go check out imworthywellness.com. Um, and just follow Jasmine. If you don't, I feel like even just following you and you do, you share so much about your life and your journey and you're just so transparent and honest. Um, and you were just helping so many people and we need more people like you in this world. Um, I feel better just from the podcast, literally. Yeah. Even just talking to you. I'm like, Oh, I'm so inspired right now. (laughs) Thank you guys. So sweet. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please leave us a review. We greatly appreciate that. And we'll see you bitches next Monday. Bye.